0: Hello, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast with your co-host, Kirk. Hello, hello. How's it going, Kirk?
1: It's going great, except my basement is exceptionally cold today. I yeah, am it's
0: that time of year. quite
1: frigid, and uh, hopefully you won't hear my teeth chattering on this episode.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We might have to break out the robe again. We did that in an episode last year where you came just wearing a robe, and it was very... <laughs> It was, it was strange, but it was it was awesome also. It was, it, was it was great. It was used as a prop multiple times. It was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, man, I forgot about that. Good times. Good times. But with your co-host, Kirk, I'm your other co-host, Cam. Popcorn for breakfast on a Monday night, for those of you joining us on the stream. It's been a long time since we've been on the stream, but we've been in the lab, hard at work, trying to cook up a new schedule, a new way to get episodes out more consistently. So here's how it's going to go. We are going to be using Monday as our regular night for streaming. It was previously Tuesday, but now it's going to be Monday. Uh, And here's the really cool thing about the stream is that the stream will now only cover what's popping. After what's popping, we will end the stream and we will record the review separately. That way you guys don't feel uh, excluded if you haven't seen the movie that we're reviewing because I know uh, what's popping you can listen to no matter what, whereas... The review, since we do spoiler full reviews, sometimes people feel like they have to have seen the movie. Understandable. But we are going to do just what's popping on the stream. That way everybody can watch. So if you've never joined us on the stream, I highly encourage you to do so. It's a really fun time. You can chat with us live. we have got the, po- the comments pulled up right here to my right so I can see anywhere you're chatting on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. We stream live on all three platforms at the same time. Uh, our stream videos, if you if you don't if you're not available at the time of the stream, are always available on YouTube and Twitch after the fact, so you can catch them there. Um, so yeah, popcorn for breakfast. Monday nights is when you should come to expect that, and then the What's Poppin' episode for all you podcast listeners, of which I know there are very very many, uh, that'll drop on Tuesday. So New Year, new schedule. We're back at it. We've got all the kinks worked out. Last week we had a we had Kirk get his butt kicked by the coronavirus booster, oh. which man that's a that's a yeah. doozy. I've been there. I feel you.
1: Oh my goodness! I mean, flat out. And my symptoms were delayed by 24 hours. So I, I think was that's horrified. typical, though, right? Was it? You know, a lot of people were saying like 12 hours. Oh, six maybe hours. I was destroyed. Destroyed. And I'm thankful to be living again. I'm thankful that I still am am kicking and glad to be here. Very glad to be here.
0: That's good. It was a close call. It was a close call. But we're here. um, This week for our review, we're going to be doing Don't Look Up. But don't worry, that's not going to be covered on this episode. So if you haven't gotten a chance to watch it, no spoilers coming your way for that. But... It gives you a chance to watch it. It's on Netflix. You can watch it ahead of time before our review. So we'll be getting into that right after we record this. But first, we have tons and tons of news to cover on this holiday Monday. So hopefully you had a nice relaxing day off um, to honor the life uh, and legacy of Doctor or Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. So we have a Monday off, but we're, we're back at work on the podcast. So let's get into What's popping? All right, Kirk, here's what's popping this week. And there's a lot. There's a lot because we we missed last week. So here's what I want to talk about The Globes. (laughs) So, The Globes, gosh, against all odds, The Globes still happened, even though there was all the drama with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, all their whole corrupt. Thing that you know there were no black members In the Hollywood Foreign Press Association they were like basically Accepting bribes like Everything that everyone had been (laughs) assuming About the Hollywood Foreign Press Association And that award show was 100% correct That it's a popularity contest A lot of it's rigged etc They have apparently Or so they say cleaned up Their act but NBC still gave them The axe for this year so No televised event for the Golden Globes no, No online live stream nothing. So we were not subjected to what I think is one of the worst award shows in the world, though. I'm always interested to see who wins. Um, and Kirk, there were some interesting winners and, and, I want to go through it with you to, to, get your reaction. So let's do it. The weird thing with globes always. And the thing that differentiates it from the Oscars is that the best picture category and many of the acting categories are divided into comedy or musical and drama. And this year, you know, that your musical category can always be a wild card. We, we've all, you know already lamented about The Martian and some of the other really weird additions to that category. But this year we actually had three musicals in the musical category. Um, don't, uh, sorry, I almost said don't look up. But West Side Story, Tick, Tick, Boom, and was the other one? Oh,
1: gosh. What was the third musical? Dear Evan Hansen?
0: No. Maybe there wasn't three. Maybe in the Heights. The
1: power of the dog. The power of the dog.
0: I don't know. I'm looking it up now because now I've, now I've talked myself into a corner. I really, I've really done it now. Um, but there actually were some musicals this time. And in the drama category, it was pretty much all dramas, nothing to, nothing to look at there. So yeah, it was just tick, tick, boom and West side story. The other three nominees in comedy or musical were all comedies, Serrano, uh, don't look up in licorice pizza in the drama category. We had Belfast, Coda, Dune, King Richard, and The Power of the Dog. And the two winners were the two that I think everybody sort of expected in those two categories of those two groupings, which were The Power of the Dog and West Side Story. So my question to you, Kirk, coming out of the Globes, you know, everybody has always said for the longest time that the Globes are an indicator for the Oscar. If you actually look at the data, that's not necessarily true especially in recent years do you think either of our two best picture winners takes home the big award um at the academy hmm i'm gonna say no no so you're going for someone outside of the power of the dog or west side story so who's your pick kirk right now it can change it can change you're not you're not nailed to this
1: i appreciate the flexibility there my immediate pick is going to be belfast because I mean, have you seen my beard? I mean, I am very Irish. Yeah, it it's close Very, very Irish. Look at our logo. That's me. Belfast is uh, Kenneth Branagh's just masterpiece. It's just so good. We're going to be reviewing it at some point, I imagine, as long as it gets nominated for uh, an Academy Award nomination, which it will. So be on the lookout. That's my pick.
0: Yeah. Man, I go back and forth on this. I really do. Because the thing that's throwing me off is nomadland's win last year that's the thing that's really complicating this because the academy was on this really somewhat consistent trend of like whatever is the best story it like traditional like it doesn't the story itself doesn't have to be traditional but follows a really traditional narrative so like parasite is a good example where it's like a very avant-garde like creative concept but it's a great story like has a great climax and resolution and all it's just a really great movie but you know the green books of the world um, you know Moonlight things like that that were winning for a while I thought they were trending towards narrative but then I feel like the, the win last year really kind of threw that out the window for Nomadland because that movie was not a traditional narrative per se just kind of like meandered around it was just kind of like a series of stories and so I wanted to say that West Side Story would win it's Spielberg it was beautifully done you know it I don't know it just seems to check a ton of boxes had great acting performances etc but now I kind of lean power of the dog I kind of lean the power of the dog because I just feel like they are gonna go Artie. I think they're gonna go Artie this time
1: hmm but have you watched Belfast yet
0: I've not watched it yet I've not watched it. I know that it's I know that it's exceptionally artsy, but we'll talk soon. I've, not we'll talk soon. I've not watched it yet. So, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, it's going to be interesting. But the other big winners from the Golden Globes uh, a couple weeks ago were Succession, which you guys know, you've heard us probably to an annoying extent gush about this show. But Succession Succession won Best Television Series Drama, which it's only been nominated for twice, and it's won both times, for seasons two and three. Uh, Jeremy Strong, which, duh, he played Kendall Roy. And then Sarah Snook won Best Supporting for her role um, in the show as well. And Power of the Dog won three awards as well. That was Three was the magic number that night. Power of the Dog won three, Succession won three, and West Side Story won three. So the Power of the Dog won Best Motion Picture Drama, Cody Smith-McPhee won Best Supporting Actor, and Jane Campion won Best Director, which was the second year in a row that a woman took home Best Director for the first time ever, Um, and then West Side Story won Best Comedy or Musical, Rachel Zegler won Best Actress, and Ariana DeBose, who just hosted SNL last week, uh, she won Best Supporting Actor, and she was actually, not to brag, she was my scene stealer whenever we (laughs) reviewed uh, West Side Story, so... I uh-huh. went two for two on those. No, Not to brag again, just got to <laughs> say. So three was the most awards won. Um, other things to call out. MJ Rodriguez was the first trans actress to win. Best actress at the Golden Globes. Um, and I think, oh, Rachel Zegler, her first movie. <laughs> like talk no. about smashing it out of the park, right? Like first I mean- movie, first feature film. First role wins the Golden Globes. So, and she's probably going to be nominated for the Oscar.
1: Absolutely. Your girl, I've, I've been, she's been blowing up all over because of the Golden Globes on like other yeah. of her videos from her collegiate career. And your girl was probably just destined from this from birth because it's unreal her yeah. tone, her breath support power like it's so good I mean if you have not seen the new West Side Story if you had any hesitation that it would ruin the original for you we're here to tell you that it does not yeah ruin. I was ready it to hate not. it I
0: wanted to hate it I really did I tried hard I like came in there with a, uh, like a grimace on my face I was like really yeah. grumpy
1: Cameron and had tomatoes by his side I was to ready attack to go the screen.
0: I was I was ready to walk out I did not take my coat off is what I'm trying to say That's but right. Uh, it was he really stood good for the first half hour. <laughs> 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 Let's just embellish some more, but no, seriously, <laughs> it's really good. It's, it's well worth the watch. And I don't know. I, I do kind of think it's between those two for best picture. And I think it just depends on if the, if the Academy wants to go artsy or if they want to go, you know, memorable, iconic narrative type thing, which would be West Side Story, I think in, in, but I haven't seen Belfast. There's a few I haven't seen. I did watch Tragedy of Macbeth. I watched a few others. Um, so I'm catching up, but I still haven't seen Belfast. I need to knock that one out.
1: In fairness to the Irish people, they always get left behind. So there's a very good chance Belfast does not even get <laughs> nominated. <laughs>
0: hey, there's always there's always some big snub. So we'll see what it is this year. Um, let's shift gears from the Globes to the Oscars, which we've been talking about. Here's the big news about the Oscars that broke last week. For the first time in three years, the Oscars is going to be a hosted event. For the first time in three years, they are going to have a host. Which, thank God, I mean, last year was a disaster. Okay, yeah. La- I, last year was really bad. It's the first time. It's the first time that I can remember watching the Oscars and being bored from the very first moment of the show straight through to the end. Like there have no doubt been some clunkers along the way but last year was a real snooze fest of a show and they need to inject some life into it this year
1: it really does lend itself to needing a host i know that there was not a host for a number of years at the beginning yeah but so many years have had a host and there's a reason for that you need to keep it moving you need to acknowledge the craziness that's happening um you just need to inject that amount of energy into it so do we have an idea of the hosts that are coming this way
0: so there are rumors of course kirk that you know one of the big rumors earlier in the week was that pete davidson was uh was going to be asked about it but variety is now reporting that he will not host it um, Variety mm-hmm. in that same report is reporting that individuals close to the Oscars are intrigued by the idea of having Selena Gomez, Steve Martin, and Martin Short host it. So as the, the since Only Murders of the Building was a big hit, they have such great chemistry. Build off of that. martin I mean, Steve Martin and Martin Short have hosted things before. I don't know if either of them have hosted the Oscars, but I know they've both hosted SNL. Like they, Steve Martin did with oh there was he would duo hosted with was it Billy Crystal? It might have been. Uh, I mean Billy Crystal's hosted so many times. It could have been. <laughs>
1: Uh, He hosted, he did a dual hosting with, with another person, another comedian one year, and it was fantastic. It really was. Um, Or maybe they got up and maybe they stood up at one of the previous uh, three that didn't have one and they should have hosted. (laughs) I'm not sure which one it is anymore, Uh, but that'd be fantastic. I think that'd be a good mix uh, to get away from the traditional and give us a triangle up there. Yeah,
0: it could be cool. Yeah. And they've done duos before. I mean, of course there was the, uh, the very strange Anne Hathaway James Franco experiment, which was
1: let's do that one again. Yeah, let's, let's run that back, back. That
0: seems like a good, <laughs> a good time. <laughs> it's um, a great time to bring James Franco.
1: Absolutely, into yeah. Just
0: like. let's just let's just have him say, yeah. Let's just get him right back out there, have him say his piece. <laughs> that seems like a good good idea. Um, the other rumor, and this is the one that I'm watching most closely, is of course Tom Holland. The Hollywood Reporter is reporting that. Tom Holland has been, I don't know what, like discuss amongst the Oscars. It's all very, very vague, but he did an interview and, and it's escaping me who he did the interview with. I should have written it down where they asked him if he would host the Oscars, if the situation ever ar- arose. And he said, no, I wouldn't. He's like, I don't know. I'm just too busy, whatever. And then he immediately like, or after the facts, he, he pulled back on that. He was like, of course I would host the Oscars. And then like three days later, this story broke that was like the Oscars are looking for a host. And so I was like, they read that story and they were like, there's a chance we could get Tom Holland to host it the year that Spider-Man No Way Home came out. Like, we have to do this. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested if they mm, go that I route.
1: don't think he's the right person, though. I, I think I it's very don't... risky
0: for him. Yeah. I think it's decently risky for him, even though he's like, he's very charming He's he's funny, but ne- not necessarily funny in the way that you have to be funny to host an award show. Though I know it like it's all written. Like you you write the jokes are on a prompter and stuff like that, so it's not exactly like the hardest thing. But I think it's a risky move for him to do it. To be honest,
1: I think that really good actors cannot and should not host award shows yeah. <laughs> because they are uh, they they're they're just not that's not built for them. But yeah. then when you have. Uh, There are certain people it's built for. Billy Crystal, not an actor. Steve Martin, not an actor. Um, Who else has been great at hosting? Um, um, I mean, yeah,
0: people who are comedians or do improv type of things. Like, that's the kind of person that it takes to be able to do it.
1: Go back to Anne Hathaway and James Franco, a double duo that was terrible because they're really good actors. talk show hosts
0: are good at it. You know, the Kimmels of the world, Ellen, you know. yeah. Those are the things. Bring type- back Conan. Bring back Conan, Conan would be for the great. Oscars. Conan oh. would be great. Yeah, I don't know. I, I if I was Tom Holland, I would I would give it a few years, at the very least, if if at all. But um, We'll see. We'll see. They the reports So here's the actual report from the Hollywood Reporter. I do have it in my notes. The Academy has reached out to Tom Holland, is what they said. So that seems that seems interesting. I, I think don't there's a possibility.
1: It, Tom. Don't do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see. I bet, I bet we get the news here in the next two weeks or so. So we'll keep a, we will keep our ears to the ground on that. Um, but I'm also in favor of the only murders crew doing it. I think that would be great. I think that'd be really be fun. fun. Um, okay. Moving into some more movie news, Pixar reneged, or I shouldn't say that Pixar reneged Disney reneged on Pixar's theatrical release of turning red. So at the sort of like end of year or I can't remember. It was either Q3 or Q4 earnings meeting. I think it was Q3. Cause it was like October ish uh, for, for Disney Bob Chappett came out and said, we are planning for turning red to be Pixar's big return to the, the screen. And two weeks ago he cut the cord on that and they decided it's going to a Disney plus release, which devastated the people at Pixar um, per Insider, P- Pixar employees were described as in shock and disappointed that their next film will not premiere in theaters. Pete Doctor, who is, you know, basically... I, I don't know. I view him as like the Kevin Feige at Pixar now that John Lasseter has left because he was involved in Soul and so many of their right. great, great, great movies and pretty much everything that dude touches turns to gold. He, had, he was like... His comment was something to the effect of like you think your movie's going to theaters and that's such a great experience but then you find out that people will be like watching it on their phones or whatever. So they're not <laughs> they're not excited about it. Um what's interesting about this is there are not a lot of movies being delayed right now even with Omicron. So it's hard to know if this is an Omicron decision or a business decision that's disguised as Omicron, Kirk. What what do you think is going on here?
1: Uh, I think <laughs> I think it's the 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 latter there. I think it's um they're they don't have high enough confidence that this film will turn over the box office numbers to account for breaking even, and I think that they're like, well, yeah, it's they they're they found their opportunity to still make money by lowering their distribution. Ju- Costs by tenfold, yeah, <laughs> and just releasing to the platform that's already built. Um, I mean, it's probably going to be decent. Um, I I just I want this movie to be good, yeah. But it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre.
0: It's interesting. I mean, Pixar is definitely going in an interesting direction, but they they've had they've had some hits. I mean, I think that I don't know. Like, it's been it's been sort of a mixed bag for them of late. But like, Luca was good. Right, yeah. and that was Pixar. And Soul was obviously really great. And In um, was Disney Animation Studios, so that one doesn't count. But I mean, they, they've had right. some; they've still had some really great movies coming out of Pixar that haven't gotten really a chance to see the light of day. Um, I don't know. I, like, I don't see this as a huge subscription driver for Disney Plus, which is why I'm surprised about it. They must just think like. And and this is this has been happening with kids movies. Kids movies tend to be more delayed than other things, you know, or whatever. Because by and large, I guess people are not taking their kids to the movies. The people who are still going to the movies right now are people like you and me who mm-hmm. are going to see adult-oriented films uh, without we're our kids. We're vaccinated.
1: We're boosted. We're yep. pro- pro- protected, right? Um, yeah, it's such a miss that Soul wasn't delayed because that was their strongest of these three. Like, oh, it I don't even have to good, see this movie. Yeah, it was such a I good know movie. that it, it would have done astronomically well yeah. at the theater to see this up on the big screen. It'd be cool to see the numbers about when they uh, replayed it back in the theaters. You know, like, uh, second viewing would be cool to see what those numbers are for Soul specifically. But I just don't think turning red has the draw i mean if you look at disney uh disney animation studios in kanto we got lin-manuel's name uh, strapped to it what's strapped to this you do have some people who are some big stars that people do know um that are have been in the history for a long time but they're just not banner names unfortunately
0: yeah Yeah, it's tough And, and i get pixar's concern too because they're like we don't want to cheapen our brand. I mean, Pixar's brand name really has, you know, for the longest time has held a lot of weight, but all of a sudden yeah. those types of movies go straight to streaming and it's like, who's going to keep paying to see them in theaters whenever they're going to be on Disney Plus or, you know, may never even go to theaters in the first place. So I see both sides of it. I want to see Pixar back on the big screen sometime soon. I feel like that's when they... You know i have seen many 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 pixar films in theaters it's a great experience i want to continue to do so while i you know obviously thoroughly enjoyed soul even though i never got to see it in the theater enjoyed luca never got to see it in the theater but um i want them back on the big screen for sure for sure all right next up netflix is raising their prices yet again actually the price increase went into effect on friday for new subscribers so if you are an existing subscriber, which I would think most anybody is at this point or is sharing with someone or something like that, uh, you'll, (laughs) yeah, no, who does that? Who, who shares? (laughs) Uh, Certainly not. I, I I pay my full $20 Netflix. Trust me. Uh, but (laughs) if you are an existing subscriber, you'll get an email about it. This is how they've done it for forever. but, the basic plan went up a dollar. The standard plan went up a dollar fifty, and the premium plan went up two dollars. So now the premium Netflix's highest most plan, the premium plan, which allows you, like I think, four simultaneous streams, and also gives you four K. Um, that one's now twenty dollars a month for Netflix. Kirk, mm-hmm. is it still worth it? Is is Netflix's price still at the market level? Is it below or is it too high?
1: It's insane, uh, but <laughs> it is still worth it. Um, the reason they have to do this is because, you know, there was all this back and forth that they had about password cracking, you know, like yeah. saying, hey, we're going to find you. We're going to um, we're going to we're going <laughs> to we're going to we're going to find you. We're going to find you. And they decided now that's not worth it. So they just increased the price. They do their little math. I'm sure they have some math genius um, albeit, um, uh, the guy who is it, what's his name? The actor in Armageddon who uh, cracks the code, he's the smartest man in the NASA room. <laughs> They've got him, that actor, sitting in a room doing all the math <laughs> that says, you know what, our money has dropped, there's more people sharing. Well, they, got the they got algae rhythm,
0: they <laughs> got algae rhythm, algae rhythm, they got non-sheetle,
1: ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> sitting in a room with an abacus, <laughs> that's right, figuring this stuff out. <laughs> yeah, it's but. It's a lot. i never, lot. I stopped looking at the price a long time ago. Now that it's crossing into the twenties, that hurts my heart a little bit. Um, but I do need 4k on Netflix for well, it to I mean, be worth yeah, it.
0: Come on now. Uh, like, yes, <laughs> I'm, I, I am now that <laughs> spoiled person where I'm like, if it's not 4k, I'm out. Sorry. We like, it's crossed that threshold for me where like originally 4k was a luxury. Now it's a necessity. Um, you know, if your internet speed can support it, you got to have it. It's great. It's it right. enhances the experience overall. Do you think Netflix is still king?
1: Yes. I Easily. do too.
0: I do too. Uh, there's been a, I feel like there's been a lot more buzz there and noise, but I think here's the thing that puts it over for me. Cuz HBO Max, I feel like is the second place, and it's close. Like it's closing in, I would say, because it has it has a content library that is actually probably more impressive than Netflix's overall, but its user interface is trash compared to Netflix. Netflix's user interface is still, I mean, leaps and bounds above anybody else. The algorithm's better. The streaming quality is better. You know, you don't have errors and bugs and stuff nearly as often as you do with these other platforms. And so I feel like, as long as that's the case and they keep their content wheel churning the way that it is, I still think it's worth the price.
1: But you have to wonder, like, how much of that UI is, like, copyrighted, like, to the dimensions and levels. Cause I'm like, why don't they just make it look almost identical? And for, you know, for that point, they almost are. But why don't they build it exactly the same <laughs> as Netflix? Yeah, like, there, is
0: that- there has to be parts of their streaming capabilities like their whatever like I don't know how their streaming library works or like how streaming quality works for those things if it's like serve like huge giant servers in the middle of the desert or something like that that runs all of it but like protected by armed guards. <laughs> I mean certainly their algorithm has some sort of legal protection against it and things like that as most of these things do but their system just runs so much smoother like I, I never have to really worry about it like if I get a glitch on Netflix the I'm,
1: world is ending.
0: I'm usually like, oh, my internet's bad. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't assume that it's Netflix or like, I'm like, oh, my Roku's screwed up, you know, whatever. Um, whereas like HBO Max, it's just like, uh, <laughs> exit out, reopen, <laughs> you know, start it over.
1: Restart the device sometimes yeah, for it to work. Yeah, it's that's a whole true. Thing.
0: But I still think Netflix is king though. It's, it's getting closer. It's more competitive than it used to be. All right. Next up, black panther wakanda forever this movie's supposed to be coming out in november the hollywood reporter is now reporting that it has resumed production they have resumed production after it was delayed for a very long period of time due to uh Leticia wright's injury that she suffered on set which was apparently pretty serious because she wasn't able to film for a very long time and i, I you know i don't know if surgery was involved or whatever but it was a substantial layoff, and then also her vaccination status, which has been well-documented. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter is now reporting that the vaccination status has been resolved. They didn't go into into details about whether she was vaccinated or not, but not, not that we necessarily need to know that. But production is restarting on Wakanda Forever this week to get them back on track for their November release. And Winston Duke um, has negotiated a pretty substantial pay increase due to his increased role in this movie. He plays M'Baku who in the comics is Manape, which is a villain for a while so you know, given that they're going to have to do some interesting things to make this movie make sense um, following the tragic death of Chadwick Boseman it'll be interesting to see what that increased role is for Winston Duke. Is he you know is he a hero is he a villain what like what exactly is going on here and then Letitia right you know they're moving forward with her despite all the different things that have been going on there so glad to see that it's back on track kirk do you think it makes the november release
1: i'm gonna say yes
0: yeah I lean towards because, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say yes because the world needs Black Panther. We do. Um, I mean, I mean, it absolutely crashed through the box office and changed our lives uh, with how we saw superheroes. How we best saw best picture nominee. I mean, come on, uh, come on. I don't, I don't know if it gets to that level again because you don't have the, um, just I mean Chadwick Bozeman uh, as their at the helm as their leader. But no,
0: I don't think it can. And. I don't think it could get to that level and the story won't because it's not an origin story I feel like that was part of what made it so impactful
1: right Um, right right.
0: but yeah I don't think it can but you know Fandango did every year they do like a series of surveys of Fandango users that they just drop into the UI and they ask like of these films which one are you most excited for Black Panther was the overwhelming winner of most excited uh, film and this is a year that has a ton of big ones between the Batman and the other MCU movies that are dropping, like Doctor Strange, um, so to see Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, this is a very, very big film for Marvel, and it's good that it's back on track. But we'll see. I we'll think, see if that 2022 date sticks.
1: I think it hits the mark. I think it does.
0: Here's hoping. I, I really want it to, but we shall see. All right, a couple of other um, quick hitters here, and then I want to do some trailer reaction. There, well one trailer reaction because there's one that just dropped right before we hopped into the studio we'll talk about that in just a second but quick hitters wes anderson one of my oh man one of my faves i just watched the french dispatch recently uh really enjoyed it my reviews on letterboxd if you guys uh want to get the letterboxd app highly recommend it but wes anderson one of the great directors is developing a project for netflix And it's called The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. It is an adaptation of a book, as I understand it. And the cast for this is coming together already. And it stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Dev Patel, Rafe Fiennes, and Ben Kingsley. Um, Rafe Fiennes has already worked with Wes Anderson in the past. I don't remember if Dev Patel has, but I know Benedict Cumberbatch and Ben Ben Kingsley have not, to my knowledge. So that is Mm -hmm. a really, really exciting cast. I'm excited about that one should be good that's
1: wild that is wild
0: Um, and wes anderson like he has another project that's going on right now as far as i know because remember whenever they were doing um one of the film festivals for the french dispatch there was all that news about like how they were filming the next movie in spain and like bill murray was in it tilda swinton was in it like there were all these big names that seems like it's something different than this actually
1: I think so. I don't see, you know, her name would be on this headliner as well. I so, think so it has too. to be a different project. That's wild.
0: Yeah, it's going to be exciting. We'll see what happens. Um, we also had a bunch of renewals uh, of shows. So the morning show has been renewed for season 3. Okay. Charlotte Stout is taking over as the new showrunner. Um so mm. we're getting a new showrunner there, but it has been renewed for season 3 at Apple TV+. Grey's Anatomy has been renewed for an astonishing 19th season and Ellen Pompeo will continue to play Meredith Grey, obviously. So that's a huge deal.
1: <laughs> what if they recast her in the, 19th <laughs> season?
0: in the 19th season? They're like, you know, we're really having some trouble with your take <laughs> on, a, we don't think you know her very well. They call her into the office. They're like, Hey, this won't take, this won't take long. Um, we're going in a different direction, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna keep we're the show you- going but we're gonna we're gonna write you off actually
1: our goal is to cast this uh for the next 35 seasons <laughs> and zendaya will be taking yeah. on the role <laughs>
0: <laughs> actually the they 10. would like if Z- if zendaya became available they would drop everything they'd be like sorry i'm pe- like ellen pompeo thanks for your loyalty <laughs> but you're gone You're you're absolutely gone
1: Oh, that'd be so great. That would take such a big turn. Um, and they just recast it every couple of years like the crown.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they do another plane crash. They're like, all right, clean slate. <laughs> the, they bring back the doctor that lost the leg
1: and they cut off her other leg. Yes. In the second plane crash.
0: Oh, so many possibilities, Kirk. We should be writing. Like, whenever they get to, like, season 25, they should let us write one. Just bring us yeah, in. Yeah, just like, hey, we're going to write this a few episodes for this season. Like, let's get into it. Um, oh, man. The Boys Season 3, it had already been renewed at Amazon Prime as it's wildly popular, but it premieres June 3rd, 2022, with, uh, I believe, the first three episodes dropping that day and then going week to week after that. Um, And Spider-Man No Way Home will officially release on digital February 28th. So for those of you chomping at the bit to get to see Spider-Man No Way Home, which officially came out one month ago today um you can do that on february 28th it'll be available on digital or if you want to wait until blu-ray 4k whatever combo pack you can do that it'll be later down the line to be determined
1: hopefully the following tuesday and i will be at my target which is (laughs) 0.1 mile away from me and buying that off the shelf
0: yeah buddy same gotta support the gotta support the film put money in the big sony disney pockets but support the movie which brought us lots and lots of joy so we're gonna talk about that speaking of marvel and speaking of the mcu right before we came in here i was i was like kind of waiting to see if it would drop because they were doing it on monday night football as the um terrible garbage uh you know playoff games that continue to keep rolling on they've been so bad but They are happening right now, which is why I'm not watching it because they've been so bad and because I'd rather be podcasting than watching it. But they released the Moon Knight trailer during Monday Night Football tonight. Moon Knight starring Oscar Isaac Kirk. I don't have the trailer pulled up because I don't want our thing to get pulled down for copyright like they do sometimes, even though they're wrong. (laughs) They're wrong for that. I know the law. They're wrong. Um, But let's talk Moon Knight. This trailer is awesome. I'll just give my opinion. This trailer is awesome, Kirk. Your thoughts?
1: Oh, the trailer is awesome. The trailer is awesome. Um, I had not been able to turn this on via uh, via Monday Night Football because um, I am not a sports person. Uh, You're the I biggest wanting, sports fan I know, Kirk. I know. I'm wearing a sports jersey right now of my favorite team, the Eagles. Go but, Eagles! <laughs> who are very much in the <laughs> NFL runoffs yes so what i must say for this is that uh you you pulled it up right before we hit go on the live broadcast here and blew my mind i was like my only my eyes were visible on the screen like this if you're watching and i was just like totally enamored with this i'm trying to figure out what it would be even comparable to i know there is some sort of like uh, kind of uh thriller um sci-fi feel to this thing but it still feels it feels so different from the MCU, but also like thankful for another color of the MCU because they just keep expanding and giving us all these different angles, uh, and it's just this mosaic that they're piecing together that I can't wait to see how they all fit together.
0: It's like if the it's like if the Morbius trailer was good.
1: No, don't even don't even say Morbius. <laughs> I said
0: if it was good. No, I'm going to charge you five dollars. <laughs> Every time you say that that title. Well, what happens if we have to review it in a thousand years because it's gonna get delayed 15 more times? We will have to call it Schmorbius. <laughs> Shmorbius.
1: Because that movie will be garbage.
0: <laughs> wow. Kirk's calling a shot right now. Morbius garbage. I'm writing it down. Shmorbius. I'm writing it down right now. Um <laughs> It's like it's like if if Schmorbius' trailer was actually good though. <laughs> for real. <laughs> like that's what it reminds me of. Because it's got a little bit of like a an eerie vibe to it. The Moon Knight origin is is strange. I mean, it's like this, this, for all intents and purposes, looks to be very much an origin show, which no surprise there. This isn't a character that's been introduced in the MCU in any way, shape or form yet, so it's going to be an origin. But the way that this character works is that he is like left for dead in the middle of the desert and gets revived by the Moon God. So it's kind of yep. a bizarre weird thing and so there appears to be in this some sort of situation where he doesn't know like who he is he gets a phone call Oscar Isaac gets a phone call and they're like oh my god Mark you're alive what is wrong with you and he's like why would you just call me Mark so uh, the character's name Mark Spector is Moon Knight so um, artistically looks cool looks different Mm -hmm. like you said I think it's got a great vibe Um, and yeah I'm actually pretty excited for a just straight up origin show you know like Mm -hmm. Hawkeye I was really refreshed by how Hawkeye was so grounded I just like I felt like we needed that as sort of a palate cleanser and Falcon and the Winter Soldier didn't even really deliver that in the way that I wanted it to but but Hawkeye did and this feels like it'll be sort of in that realm and at least will be low scale because it's like one character origin story type thing i don't know i'm excited about it and march 30th is the release date of the show
1: you know what this feels like the all the other shows all the other movies we needed all of the answers at least if not by the end of the episode that we were watching by the second or in wandavision's case by the third in loki's case by the fourth right so this one it lends itself to being not the word abstract is wrong but leaving lots of open questions but just believing in it right just just like saying, "Yeah, okay, I'm in," um, not needing the the flat out uh, cause and cause and effect uh, storytelling. So that's what this looks like. And if there's ever been an actor to be able to portray that, it is someone like Oscar Isaac, who has been in Annihilation, Ex Machina. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so true, man. He kind of <laughs> is
0: perfect for that. That's in a good point. His,
1: his credits, I mean. And you just you're just like, okay, I, I'm in because I'm just I'm worried about this guy and his well being. Yeah. How do we get him safe uh is is really what you're is what you're going after this has to be along that line
0: yeah i think that's a good call and i'm 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 ready for that i'm ready for something where i don't have to sit there and try to put all the pieces together like of course it will tie into the intricate web that is the mcu but it might just be a story and that could be great too I, i would i would really enjoy that so moon knight looks good as far as what to watch this week, Book of Boba Fett keeps rolling on. Episode four drops this week. Um, Peacemaker on HBO Max is uh, running right now, so you can watch that. I think the first three episodes are out, with a fourth one dropping this week. Tragedy, the tragedy of Macbeth, is now on Apple TV Plus. I watched that the other night. We may review it on this podcast. We'll see. Um, and Scream, Scream is in theaters right now didn't get a chance to go to theaters to see it this weekend but i want to i want to see it um so we'll see if that one makes the review schedule still lots up in the air but this week we're reviewing don't look up if you're on the stream this is where we're going to leave you as well as the podcast you'll have to tune back in later this week to hear our review of don't look up or watch our review of don't look up on youtube until that time we are going to leave you. We're going to give a special thanks to our executive producer, Ryan Spriggs, and the wonderful band, Rhetoric, who made our original music, which you're hearing right now. Catch those guys on Apple, Music, Spotify, etc. and we will talk to you guys another time.
1: Talk to you soon.